welcome to the Morning Star Show with Superfly75. You are listening to OnTheWizardRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWizardRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Let me not be rude. Not gonna be here too long. I'm gonna run through these stories because I have I have elections training in the morning and I need to get a good night's rest because I have a full day tomorrow. So with that being said, somebody would be so kind as to give me a quick sound check. Oh listen. <laughs> I would not be surprised if you if you see either both of them or one of them uh, with their own reality show. It's just too good to pass up. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, where are we going first? Where are we going first? Oh, you know, uh, I got to delete that. Let's do some, oh, you know what's funny? Once again, the algorithm, man, when somebody passes, all of a sudden, all this content that you never heard them speak on or talk about just floods your timeline. This is crazy. So let's listen to Carl Weathers talk about how he got the role of Apollo Creed. When did you first get uh, presented with the role of Apollo Creed? One would think, you know, when you do something that's successful, you, you would think, oh, man, they must have really wanted him. He was that good in that, you know, and he looked great and all mm -hmm. the rest of that. Nope, they didn't want me. I get the script and my agent says to me, the perfect thing that you want to hear is a young actor. Uh, but they don't really want to meet you. Did you yeah. read with Stallone? Or yes, I did, but I didn't know that was Sylvester Stallone <laughs> the moment I met him. I was introduced to him, the writer. As Sly would do, he's doing Rocky, and there's kind of there's mumble going on, and, and I'm standing up, I'm chomping at the bit, you know. I mean, I've got all this energy going, and at the end of it, the reading, it's like quiet, it's like crickets, man. And I'm really nervous now because I think I blew the interview, right, and blew the audition. Once again, I've never heard none of this stuff. I've I've never heard any outtakes, any interviews. I'm telling you, the algorithm is sentient. Anytime somebody passes that's, you know, former celebrity, all their past stuff that you've never heard of just comes to the forefront. It's insane. So I chirp out, you know, if you get me a real actor, I could do a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I have no idea of why they laughed too, you right? know? And Stallone looks up at me like, this idiot, who's he? Who does he think he is, you know? And I think, I tell people, I think I got the job because Sly wanted to beat the hell out of me. Well, I was working after Rocky on the streets of San Francisco. A young guy is walking. Okay, this is the craziest part of the story. This is the, this is crazy. 
walking toward me. He comes over and he's seen Rocky and he said, oh man, I saw your movie, it was great. And he goes on through his, you know, all these accolades and I, then he says to me, and you know, I just finished a little movie. I think it's going to be as big as Rocky. And I'm looking at this guy, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, right. Well, that guy happened to be Mark Hamill, and he was talking about <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, wow. Bruh, that's crazy. Crazy. Wait, 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 wait. I thought I had another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go. Okay. Once again, when they pass... All this stuff comes. This man looked extremely well for 76. Let's go. This person asked, uh, like, what do you, so what do you want to do? And basically, what do you see yourself doing, you know? And everybody had an answer, I suppose. My answer was, I really want to be a working actor. Maybe you don't want to be an actor. Maybe you want to be a movie star. Mm -hmm. That's different. You know, you can wait around for the next 35, 45, 150 years, and you may never be a movie star, but you can be an actor if you want. That may lead to you being a movie star. So, you know, what your intention is and what you really want, you ought to check yourself and really ask yourself, what am I after? If your intent is to, is to participate. This is insane. This man does not look, no, 76? And he's still brolic? Was still brolic? Something, whatever that thing is. And you are not some sort of savant, some sort of God-given, you know, virtuoso the day you start. If you commit to it fully and you continue and continue and continue and continue regardless of what's thrown in front of you, you will become good enough to do whatever it is you want to do. You may not get awards for it. You may not become a movie star, which some people confuse with being an actor, bless you. Uh, but you can do what you want to do. Okay. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Uh, like I said, man, it never fails. Somebody passes and there's all this wealth of just footage you never knew existed you never heard you know and it's like ah where was this all this so i could have fully appreciated the person even more you know i didn't want to have to wait till he passed to be like oh he was so deep and so dope like no i, I hate when that happens okay like i said we're gonna burn through this tonight because i got a, a full ass day tomorrow and then got track meet in a couple of weeks i, I gotta get the kids ready for Okay, let's Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo. Let's more inspiration. It really didn't matter to me whether or not I was number one or number 52. My first films, I, I did background work as well. I respect that because I feel like everyone has a, a job to do. And so I was too busy working and I didn't even realize it that I'd never been number one on the call sheet. 33 years into my career, I had everything that I needed to do a film like this. I needed all those times when I was doing something else as an artist and people can call it a struggle. I've never felt like I was a struggling artist. I never considered that. I thought this was the life I was an artist.
just because I'm bartending these shifts and then I'm auditioning here and I'm writing this thing and trying to get this going and trying to, it's like, no, that's the life of an artist. And I felt successful then. So I was too busy actually just doing the work. And so when, when it did happen for me to leave this film, um, I just knew I had, I just had to call oh, Don't worry. We're going to, we're going to get to some more gay black actors. Oh, this one's going to throw you off for, uh, I got a curveball for you guys after this one. All those skills. And still, to this day, I, I can't be more, I can't be more grateful. And I'm speaking to fellow actors here. I think, you know, there's these moments when you didn't know certain things were available to you, but you just keep going and you keep creating. You keep creating when there aren't opportunities. And let me, let me tell you how good of an actor this man is. If you watch the color, the color purple, the musical, he's nothing like this. In the movie, he's scary, he's intimidating, he's gruff. I don't know who this whimpering guy is. That's how good of an actor he is. Let's continue. Let's continue. Then suddenly you have a weekend like this when people are constantly asking, "How does it feel? How does it feel?" Listen, every time I watched him in a scene, I felt that Seely was in danger. You understand he brought a a, a certain physicality i don't say physicality i think this this version of mr was meaner can i even say he was meaner than danny glover's version danny glover's version is like the blueprint for like abuse but coleman's version of mr i was legit fearful like oof and then when he slapped her against the wall up and against the wall with the and half the wall half the window and the curtains fall down i was like oh yeah this this guy if this mister and danny's glover mister got into a fight i'm going to go with this version of mister here <laughs> but you know you have to see the movie and see for yourself because he played a mean mean mister oh well, i'm telling you it feels real good Pete, <laughs> listen this trust me he went to the dark side and i don't know because that version the, the version i saw on screen and he he's talking really gruff and rough and i ain't gonna do that just i don't want her i want your other gal like <laughs> yeah you have to you have to watch it man you have to watch it he was he was an honorary old man in in uh the color purple you know um yeah. All right. So let's get to another. All right. Conspiracy getting kicked off early. Thank you for the two on the, on a super chat, bro. Uh, collection plate making his rounds. Indeed. 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 Now, does, is anybody watching um, Halo, the second season of Halo? Is anybody watching the second season of Halo? It's on Paramount Plus. I just quick question before I go into this next segment. Is anybody watching the second season of Halo? Yes or no? Let me check. Let me check. <laughs> so no one's watching. Uh, I, I can't blame you, but so nobody's watched it. No one's up to speed on it.
Okay, wait, wait. Not yet. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, there's a character. There's a character play. I, I, I'll just get right to it. Is the chief wearing a helmet? Like, the helmet... Bruh, he's out the helmet 90% of the time. 90% of the time, he's not wearing the helmet. Which goes against the whole Halo lore, but I'm past all that. Um, This... If you if you if you're up to speed and you've been watching the second season of Halo, oh shit, nope, not that. I didn't want that. Nope, not that. God damn it, my bad, my bad. No, not that. Ugh. Here we go. Okay, if you're up to speed and you've been watching the second season of Halo, you will notice this guy here, the albino rapper from the Strong Arm Steady Crew. Chrome Dome. Okay. He is in the second season of Halo. Uh, I, I, my guesstimation, he plays a former um, super soldier, right? He's retired. Ask me what's wrong with his character. Ask me what's wrong with his character. Why, why else would I be mentioning... A rapper 90% of y'all never heard of. The West Coast cat. Why would I be mentioning an albino rapper? Former rapper. In, in Halo. You love it. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. Why would I be mentioning this character? Or this person? Ask me what's wrong with this character in Halo. Yes, his character, he, his character is gay. Yes, he's a former Spartan. He's a retired Spartan and he lives with his, his white boyfriend. He, he plays a gay character. <laughs> yeah, he plays a gay character. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and Get the breakdown of his character if we can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Halo series. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he was the bad guy in Black Lightning. That's right. That's right. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Halo season two. Ah, uh, I wanted to break out of his character. Okay, I'll do this. Hold up, hold up, hold up. IMDB. Our friend. Uh, okay, no, no. Okay, here we go. Season two cast. Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Oh, come on. Seriously right now?
I literally just watched the episode. I literally just watched it. All cast and crew. There we go. Let's do all cast and crew. They really gonna make me look for it. Oh, they're really gonna make me look for it. What's his name? His first name is Marvin. Is that his name? Marvin? Wow, they're really gonna make me look for it. Y'all take my word for it. <laughs> I literally just got done finishing. I finished the episode, episode three. But he's in episode two as well. But episode three, you see the dynamic between him and his his partner and because they take in old girl. Oh, come on, man. I know I overlooked it somewhere. Take my word for it. And, and you know, they do what couples do. Matter of fact, he he, he, he plays like the blind guy, right? He's sitting at the table because he's blind. And then the guy comes behind him and kisses him on the, on, on the top of his head. I was like, oh, my God, dog. And then they share a kiss at the, at the kitchen table or at, at the sink. I was like, oh, my God. Listen. I'm over it. Okay, I'm over it. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm over it. I'm over it. T take my word for it. Take my word for it. <laughs> Let me cancel this out. All right. So let's do this real quick. I personally don't care for this story. The boy should have just cut his hair. A Texas judge says Barbers Hill ISD, east of Houston, legally suspended 18-year-old Daryl George over the length of his locks hairstyle. The district had asked the judge to clarify the Texas Crown Act, which bans race-based hair discrimination. Superintendent Dr. Poole has maintained the law does not specifically mention length, but state rep Jolanda Jones says locks have length, uh, having length is inferred within the culture of the Crown Act. I believe the Crown Act is good because it was filed to protect kids who were being discriminated against in Barbers Hill ISD. The fact that the judge in Barbers Hill misinterpreted it, and I'm not going to even say they have a bad intent. You know, I'm going to say they don't have any cultural competence, and that's why they didn't understand it. Well, a spokesperson for the family said the young man, George, had tears in his eyes as they'd left the courtroom. The family's attorney says they intend to appeal the ruling. This boy should have just cut his hair. School year. A Richardson ISD committee is... Should have just cut his hair, y'all. He's been out of school for a year. He's been out of school for a year. Just cut the hair. It'll grow back. Sorry, not sorry. You missed a year of school. This was silly. I, I'm... I, Sorry, just no, I don't feel bad. Uh, okay. Does not discriminate. U.S. Supreme Court ruled that affirmative action, uh, action is a violation of 14th Amendment. We believe the same reasoning will eventually be applied to the Crown Act. Mm. Okay. Oh, hold on, y'all.
sorry that was a that was a business um consultation sorry business calls i'm i'm sorry all right the boy should have just cut his hair sitting out of school for a year the hair will grow back i'm sorry the hair will grow the, the hair will grow back all right i'm gonna burn through this this live tonight and so y'all just bear with me on okay let's exit out of that boom okay what else we got anybody have any more clips Okay, delete that. Boom. Delete that. Um, okay, let's burn through some clips. Let's burn through some clips. Let's burn through some clips, y'all. Listen, black folk, just stop getting upset at everything. Just stop reacting to everything. That's what I would say. Or, 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 I'm sorry. Urban people, stop reacting to everything. Don't cut his hair. He missed a year of school already. I don't wait, 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 wait. The boy has already missed a year of school. Had he cut the hair back then, he would have already graduated and been and been on his way to college. So over you, you want to wage a, a moral campaign against the system over hair? He lost a year of school. He lost a year of school. What do you mean don't cut his hair? But you know, to, to each his own. Okay, let's get back to this. Urban people, stop letting everything you. Stop reacting and responding to everything. Let's go. Even the sneaker thing. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see black support eroding from Joe Biden, this is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, th this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. And Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Question for you on that point, though. Yeah. Will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about Donald Trump? That's urban folk. But to be fair, the first person that actually bought a pair of shoes was Roman Scharf. The first person to actually buy actually buy the pair of Donald Trump shoes was Roman Scharf. Who is Roman Scharf? He's a Jew that sells watches. But let's continue. Will that translate into them going out and voting for Donald Trump? Well, anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers? Yeah, I think that's commitment and love. I it's hope something. You're right. It's something. It's affection. Stop reacting to everything said about it's by oh my god, urban people just so overly emotional haven't learned anything yet matter of fact let me see if i can find that clip of the the the, the small hat guy that actually bought the pair of shoes he bought the first pair roman sharf trump shoes this is why you shouldn't get mad at everything this guy here was the first one he paid nine grand at, on a bid for these shoes and you let these these political pundits make fun of y'all get y'all upset for what what are you mad about oh come on you're not gonna let me okay wait wait let's try it again let's run it back let's run it back okay here we go oh my goodness come on come on Cops is back. Oh, damn it hats 
Doo, doo, doo. I can't believe they show us still on the air, but let's go. Paid nine thousand for these. Congratulations. And you gonna let these people get y'all upset? Talking about hey, the people that are gonna buy his shoes are gonna vote for him. This man spent. He's a Russian Jew. Let me let me correct myself. He sells luxury timepieces out of New York City. He has a couple in New York. Um, he has an office in Miami. He's a big dog. He's a big dog. He made me a Russian oligarch overnight. Here's how. Guys, I'm a sneakerhead. I'm also a U.S. Army veteran. And yes, I am a Republican. The title of the article read, A Russian oligarch spends... But he, it, his name, Robin Scharf. Just do the knowledge. But let's continue. But... I actually came from Ukraine. At the time, it was part of the Soviet Union. I came here at the age of 13 as a refugee, but my dad had $4 in his pocket. I busted my ass working every dirty job under the sun to get where I am today in order to be able to afford to buy these $9,000 pair of collectible sneakers. But I guess the headline of Russian refugee, Ukrainian refugee, or perhaps maybe just a man, that would not get as many clicks as a Russian oligarch. I even saw a tweet from a Ukrainian patriot that said a Russian shady watch dealer uh, bought $9,000 pair of sneakers as a way to move money to Russia somehow. Of course, I kindly asked the author to uh, check the fact that um, my own charity raised over a quarter million dollars of aid to Ukraine since that war has started before putting out accusations of stupid tweets, if you will. I wasn't trying to make a political statement by buying these shoes, of course. The internet blew up. I'm getting comments and messages from on IG from people saying, oh, I am no longer following you or I'm unfollowing you because you are a Trump supporter and I'm no longer doing business with you. It's funny. Here I am. Maybe I'm silly. I thought that people done business with Luxury Bazaar because we've been in business for 21 years because of trust, because of personalized customer service that we provide in great pricing. But yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I was wrong. You know, what saddens me the most about this whole situation is that over something as stupid as a pair of sneakers, it showed me so clearly once again on just how divided our country is. With that said, guys, there's not a mean tweet in the world. There's not an IG post. There's not a news article that's going to stop okay, me okay. from being who right, I am. To <laughs> stop letting these people. Oh, my God. Okay, what else? Let me, let, me, let me pull it back. I follow him. So, I, you know, I follow his YouTube and his IG. I mean, like I said, timepieces. Him, Teddy Belisari, um, watch Eric out of Miami, um, Federico talks watches, um, uh, Bruce Williams, uh, 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 Jenny, Jenny, Jenny I, or Jenny L, Jenny L, she's a Brit, Jenny L, um, so I follow, like, I'm, I know I'm in this with these people, like, I'm, I'm right there with them, so, anywho, let me get rid of this. Okay. Let's run through the another clip. What is this? We'll say that. What is this? Do we care about Eric Adams trying to sue social media for mental health issues? Do we care about that? I mean, we might as well. Okay, let's run through it real quick, y'all. I don't personally care. I personally don't care. This man will go down as the worst mayor in New York history. 
Mayor Eric Adams announced a lawsuit today against five major social media platforms, accusing them of having a damaging influence on children's mental health. Those defendants include TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and YouTube. According to the Adams administration, those social media companies are fueling a mental health crisis by streaming harmful content, promoting addiction, and encouraging unsafe behavior. The mayor is citing subway surfing videos as one example. These children who do the subway sur surfing. Wait, shout out to my homie Curious World. That's a big dog right there. Shout out to Curious World. My man's out here traveling and living his best effing life. Shout out to my man Curious World. Yes, um, one of my faves, like one of my early faves on YouTube. So, yeah, all this, all this scary content that we be listening to at night. Why I have night terrors because of guys like him and his ilk. Uh, they post millions of views on social media. When we did something as children, it would just stay on the block, and now that block has expanded. Okay, that's the first part. Once again, this is silly. I, Eric Adams ugh, will not be remembered well in history. Will not. Now, today's lawsuit comes on the heels of the mayor's state of the city address. You'll remember he called social media a public health threat during that address. We reached out to the five companies for responses. And Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram, says it has more than 30 tools in place to protect children. Snapchat said it feels good about the role it plays in helping adolescents feel connected and happy. Okay. All right. What clip is this? What clip is this? Oh, Anyala. Anyala Van Zant. Yo, she breaks down the the plight of manhood, like, wow. Let's go. The greatest crimes perpetuated against black men specifically is the level to which their humanity and their hearts have been devalued, diminished, and dehumanized, and that they have become doing machines. The greatest value a black man has if, in many instances is what he can do for somebody uh -oh. right. and how he can do it and how much he can do it and how much he earns doing it. I mean, I, I hear it and see it among young people in the relationships, you know, oh, you're going to get my nails done and you're going <laughs> to do this and you're going to do that. Right. You know, they've been demeaned and devalued and, and, and dehearted Right. To the point where they value themselves <laughs> based on what they can do. Mm. Fix it, get it, make it happen. And no place have I seen in our world does anybody tell black men. Oh, she goes in. I mean, she cooks, even though it's, it's falling on deaf ears, but I appreciate the sentiment. How to it. be. Mm. How to be with themselves, how to be true to themselves, how to be with their feelings, mm. how to be with their heart, mm. you know, um, and, 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 and it's criminal. So what happens is then they begin to do the things that are expected of them and that's how they're evaluated. Mm. And then if they can't do that anymore, whether it's the job or pay the mortgage or whatever, then they're just cast off like socks in the- Yes, utilities, work mules, tools. Yes, that's basically what being a man and, you know, having a family, you know, it, it, it entails, you know, until you can no longer be useful. There it is there. It's pretty much, that's pretty simple. And I think what, what's happening is a lot of these younger guys are starting to reject the idea of being a tool 
and only being used when they're needed i get it will that change the whole human biological interaction between man and woman probably not and now you see a lot of older guys upset and angry because they realize the last 40 years they've been nothing but a mule so i get it i get it oh, no. right <laughs> right and it happens to black women also mm -hmm. but usually because of the children in our care, we're given a little more leeway, but the way it's done for black men, and as I shared with you, one of the things my teacher taught me was, one of the greatest kryptonites for, for man, a man in general, black men specifically, is the feeling, the belief. Uh-oh, let's get to the third part. Cause it sounds deep. The treatment that he is somehow inadequate. Oh. And when you devalue a man, he's going to feel inadequate when you dehumanize him, when you de-heart him. So then where does he go with that? Right. He's inadequate and he, do he doesn't serve a purpose because he can't do what you need him to do to make you feel better about yourself. What's Ooh. the purpose? What's Ooh. the point? What's the point? And that's why we have these incredible <laughs> rises in suicide. Yeah. I personally think it's why we have this. And I don't know the figures. I, I don't know what they are now. But the increase between, I think it was 2017 and 2021, uh -oh. Uh -oh. a 30-something percent increase in the number of black men with prostate cancer. Mm. Starting early in, why? Because their manhood is under attack. Well, it's, it's and not only that, but they're not having enough sex. So in many, many uh, medical journals and articles that you have to have sex so many times not even just sex but you have to release so many times a week over the course of so many years to reduce the odds of you getting prostate cancer the more you use it it will you know the the the, the records show the more you use it or the more you bust off you minimize it, your chances of getting prostate cancer that's what they say let's continue right and you know the, uh their their psyche is not nourishing and nurturing them and their their masculinity because we're in the world we're right. in the world do okay all right i just thought it was a a a, a dope message i thought it was dope okay now let's go ahead let me get to the super chats and then we're going to get to yeah, so that's why when I hear these guys do semen, re semen retention, semen retention is the worst thing. Now, the Jews do it because that's their, that's their belief. Talmud says, hey, don't bust off unless you're inside of a woman. I get all that. That's for them. But for us, no, semen retention is the worst thing for you. That's crazy. That's why I don't even debate the semen retention thing. It does too many old medical journals and articles, even ancient, um, Old Chinese medical documents said yeah, the more the man releases himself, the better it is for his overall health. I'm not going to debate semen retention guys because a lot of the semen retention guys always want to, once again, put their religion onto it. But unless you are of them people that read the Talmud, then that works for you. If you don't read the Talmud, and that's not your religion, then it's, semen retention does not work. It, it, it has the, the opposite effect. Okay. Okay. Let's go to this Risa Tisa. We're not going to cover all 50 episodes. We're just not. Oh no. Let me do this real quick. Since we're talking black men in health. Let's go. First we got Virgil from 
um wwe virgil health is is declining his health is declining Virgil has suffered multiple concussions. As revealed by Tatanka on his Instagram, got a message from a friend that Virgil is not doing good and has had several strokes. There is power in prayer. Everyone come together, please, and say a prayer for Virgil. If it was you, you would want the same. Love one another. We're all imperfect human beings on this journey called life. Sort of Who weird. Said that? That's Tatanka. It's sort of a weird tribute saying, Tatanka. I read that as he's not that good of a guy, but pray for him anyway. Yeah, Virgil, I never heard a lot of bad stuff about him, but I never heard any really good stuff about him. I don't think nobody knew him much, to tell you the truth. DiBiase, maybe, but that's the only time I ever knew that Virgil was ever associated with anybody even close to the top of the card. So, and I do hate that he had strokes because that's not a, that's not a good thing to deal with. And I, I and I see, and it, they're joke pictures is what they are. He's at a convention and he's sitting by himself. Nobody's around his table. And of course, some people have to be around his table, you know, saying hello to him, whatever. But somebody would just take. Lord have mercy. See, see the disrespect. Look, 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 look at Martina. Sorry, Chad. Who's Virgil? Lord have mercy. Which is goes to Dusty's point. He just made Duchess, Duchess point. Picture and nobody is around his table, which looks like nobody is even concerned with him being at this convention. So. The only time I ever heard about him, I think, was when he was with DiBiase. Is the only is the only time. So, but uh, my prayers are to him. I'm not religious, but I guess I don't have anything else to say. But I wish him the best, <clears throat> and I hope he recovers, and I hope he's fine. Uh, Virgil Virgil's health has been in decline for some time, apparently, and the former Million Dollar Man bodyguard also was recently diagnosed with dementia as oh. well, which is early to get it. So it's now. I'm seeing a rise in dementia cases. A lot of, a lot of dementia is, dementia is on the rise. What is that being attributed to? Is it the environment? Is it the food? I don't know, but the dementia is on the rise. So not only does Virgil have dementia, Wendy Williams, dementia, guess who else has dementia? Floyd's daddy. Floyd's daddy, Floyd Sr. has dementia. Scary, scary stuff. Let's go. Terrible situation. He seems to, for quite a few years, have like led a very transient lifestyle in the sense that, you know, he'd stay with fans in hotels or, and, you know, go to conventions. And as you say, the lonely Virgil fad for a while, he'd always pop up and uh, even started a GoFundMe about a year or two ago for $400 for basic toiletries and clothes. And he ended up raising 4600 Mm-hmm. Well... I don't know. I think you should raise more than that, but just saying, hey, I'm doing a, I'm doing a ten can drive for the Boy Scouts or something. All right, raise more than four thousand dollars. Now let's hear from Virgil. This was from a couple years ago. What the, he what the hell is going on, man? What's, uh, man, what's up got, with the like, health, bro? Talk to me. Um, you know, sometimes he's right in your arms and uh, your chest, man. And uh, what do you what do you have pain? I mean, like, I'm just trying to fight through it, man. So what exactly what exactly is happening? So you were you were diagnosed with what were you diagnosed with? Some kind of dementia, okay? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And some kind of like um, um, I don't know, cancer, whatever you mean, like right in your shoulders, you mean? Yeah. And yeah. um, and I'm, what, what I'm doing, I'm just trying to like fight through it. You mean? Yeah. Are you going so, to your doctor's appointments and stuff? Oh like yeah, that? I go to, I go to every appointment and I take mm -hmm. all the pills that they want me to take. Okay. Okay. I all take right. I, I 
two pills in the morning uh-huh. when I wake up, okay, yeah. about 7 a.m., and then I take two pills in the evening before I go to bed, okay? Yeah, yeah. About around like about 10 o'clock, okay? And then I, 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 I take like, um, I take two vitamin C tablets anyway, and I take two B-complex tablets. I, I take it with, uh, I get, uh, I make me a, um, so a you're, you're drugged up. You're drugged up right now. Uh-huh. You, you, they're giving you plenty of drugs to help you fight through this shit, right? Yeah, you, you just fight through it, man. All right. How how, how do you feel about it, man? Um, I mean, you, you go take it, and, and it's gonna make you feel. It'll make you feel better. It's gonna yeah. heal you up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's why I look at it. This is sad, yo. Yo, having dementia is like a ticking time bomb. So they set up a GoFundMe. December, right? Set up a GoFundMe for him. So diagnosed with stage two colon cancer. Uh, diagnosed with dementia, had undergone uh, undergone two massive strokes. Jeez, he peeps. Uh, set up a GoFundMe aiming to raise money for clothing, toiletries, and other expenses for the coming winter. Able to raise a little over three thousand dollars. This is why a lot of wrestlers were kind of you know on vince's case to to get these guys health insurance junkyard dog had issues um everybody knows about kamala the ugandan giant horrific um end to his to his career and his the quality of life is is so these guys don't even have health insurance oh my this hey is sad 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 okay let's continue more black men uh dealing with bad health nate robinson nate robinson kidney failure kidney this man is a former high level athlete everybody remember well uh, chicago we remember we played for the bulls but this guy you know built like a tank you know now he, he has kidney failure what is going on let's go let's go Quote, my journey, man, every day, one day at a time is difficult, but at the same time, I love a challenge. So every day is a new day for me. I just try to walk right with God. I just try to ask him to give me the strength to be able to get through what I'm going through. I'm still looking for a kidney to this day. I go through dialysis three times a week for four hours. They clean my blood. They clean all my toxins out of my body. And I feel I'm feeling better and better every day. Back in 2022, uh, said that he is dealing with renal kidney failure and is undergoing medical treatment. Mm. He further admitted that he's been silently facing his kidney issues for four years. Some days are worse than others, but I'm just blessed and I'm just happy that I can still be here to see my children and do the things that I love to do. So it's been rough, but it's been a great journey, great roller coaster. Y'all, this is horrible. Let's see a Nate Robinson highlight. Robinson on the drive. It really changed everything. Here's Robinson for three. A little bit, depending on how the game's going. Here's Robinson. He's up. Faced by Watson. He went for the steal. Robinson gets it off. And Watson got picked off. Here's Robinson. Oh, very tough. Here's Robinson. I believe he's only like 5'8". But he's built like a like a little fullback. 
Hi. Okay. Okay. Wait, let me do this real quick. Let me go to pull this back okay let me go to Instagram let me look up Floyd now this is sad even though my dad is dealing with dementia, he is still a great man and I enjoy these priceless moments. Dressing and singing to his great grandson was amazing. Uh-uh, let me, let me do it, let me do it, let me do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already there, baby. I got a there you go, right. Bam! Okay, yeah, man, this is a damn black man shit. We going out early. This is not cool. Not cool. Oh, wait. So, oh, come on. You know me. I'm in shade room. I'm in shade room. Where, where, where is it? Where is it? Where is the Kelly Rowland thing? I think I'm starting to make a presence. All right. Okay. So everybody's up to speed. Kelly Rowland is just over the, the, you know, listen, she's getting so much press before the, over the bathroom thing. Um, and she's always been pressed about Beyonce. Oh, because I'm so excited and delighted to be here to talk about the movie and nothing else. I love it today. So she, you know, she's kind of been pushing back on everybody's been asking her questions about either Beyonce or the incident with her walking off the, uh, was it the, the Hoda and, and Kathy show, right? So I just simply said, listen, I said, look, she should be happy. She hasn't had this much press ever, ever. Be happy people are talking about you, right? And of course, the sisters came for me. You understand me? They came for me. This one says that was weird. Brandy says, how much have you had? Someone says, that's not nice. This woman gives me, she says, always a trade or a twink hating on a beautiful black woman. So she's insinuating that I'm gay. This one says, ignorant. 
This woman says, that's like saying you should be glad someone even looks your way based on how your face presents itself on a daily basis. It's hard to look at. And then they go in amongst each other, which is weird. This one says, this is so ignorant. And then she, this one says, not everyone likes to settle. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I'm built for tough. I'm built for tough. I'm starting to make a name in the shade room, y'all. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, real quick, let's do this story. This is why I don't waste my time playing a lotto. DC man says he's owed $340 million after incorrect winning Powerball numbers posted. 60 year old man from DC thought he became an overnight, an overnight multimillionaire, but I have to argue uh, in court. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Cheeks Powerball ticket indicated he won $340 million, but when he attempted to redeem the prize, he got denied. Wait. And told to throw his jackpot in the trash can. Right? Uh, his suit alleges he was deprived of his winnings due to unlawful collusion by Powerball, the multi state lottery association and to, uh, Taudi Enterprises. Okay. The name defendants did not honor the posted winning ball, the winning Powerball numbers that match Cheek's lottery ticket. Okay, this is not merely about the numbers on the website. It's about the re reliability of institutions that promise life-changing opportunities while heavily profiting in the process. We intend to collect every penny to which Cheeks is entitled to right this wrong. So he bought the winning ticket on January 6th from a licensed retailer. According to the suit, uh, he chose the, the tickets numbers by using family birth dates. Uh, the numbers Cheeks chose uh, 07, 15, 23, 32, 40 with a Powerball number of two. All the numbers that I have played are totally common, significant related numbers to me and my life. Uh, the live drawing occurred on January 7th, but Cheek said he didn't rush to check his ticket due to him being exhausted as hell from meeting with his accountant that day. Unbeknownst to Cheeks, the winning numbers on the website that day matched the ticket he bought. When Cheeks checked the DC lottery website the following morning, he saw he'd won the jackpot due to his numbers matching the winning numbers. The suit says the odds of winning the Powerball jackpot are one in 292.2 million. Okay. He says, I couldn't believe my eyes. So I turned my laptop off, unplugged it, took it down and started up again. There were the numbers again matching my ticket. Although Cheeks had possibly won millions, he recalled not being excited, but exhausted and numb. Okay, with a clear head, he said he called a friend who told him to take a picture of the winning ticket because you never know what, you, what could go wrong. Cheeks held off from redeeming the ticket that day so he could wait and meet with advisors beforehand. That was smart. Next three days, DC Lottery website showed the winning numbers. By January 10th, the numbers on the website had changed and differed from the ones shown on January 7th. Oh, here's the fix. Oh boy. During an administrative hearing on May 2nd, Tauti claimed it accidentally posted Cheeks' winning numbers to the DC Lottery website January 7th. The suit says the company then said the mistake wasn't removed until the, from the website until January 9th. Oh no. That the numbers were erroneously posted on the DC Lottery site explains why Cheeks' personal numbers didn't match the numbers Cheeks saw when he went to the licensed retailer and checked his ticket again, but was posted at the Office of Lottery and Gaming Claiming uh, Center in DC. 
While at the claim center, one of the officials told Cheeks to throw that ticket away in the trash can and that we're not going to pay you for it. I gave the guy a look and I said, I think I'll just keep it. He looked at me and I walked out. That was a very humiliating day. Brittany Bailey, uh, the project manager of Tauti, said in court documents that Cheeks' attempted scheme is a way to capitalize on an obvious error. Rather than posting random numbers on the on a test website by Tauti, as intended, they were mistakenly posted January 6th on the DC lottery website, she said. First, any ordinary person knows that winning lottery numbers are not posted on advertised in advance. They cannot be because they have not been drawn yet. Second, the list of numbers posted did not include a Powerball number, but simply a blank red ball. These red flags would have caused any reasonable person to know that they were not the valid winning numbers for the following day. The test numbers posted on January 6th remained on the DC Lottery website even after the correct numbers were posted. When Tauti employees saw the, the test numbers, they realized the error and took them down. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Cheeks' Powerball ticket is currently in a safe deposit box. If Cheeks is granted the money, he said he'll open up a bank like Homestead and Home Trust that would help people who normally wouldn't qualify for a home mortgage. Okay, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. Evan said DC Lottery and Powerball are aggressively marketing to consumers in DC and other others on a national and international stage. The company's failure to make a public service announcement once they realized the game was compromised only led to them selling more tickets and generating an enormous amount of revenue. As the pie grows, more people play in DC and Powerball make tremendous amounts of money on those ticket sales. This lawsuit raises critical uh, questions about the integrity and accountability of lottery operations and the safeguards or lack thereof against the type of errors that Powerball and the DC lottery contend occurred in this case. Okay. Okay. So this happened in Iowa. Same thing. Um, Iowa lottery officials blamed an unspecified human reporting error in November 2013 after posting the wrong Powerball numbers. Okay. So anyone who claimed it was able to cash it for me. Okay. 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 And so then what happened? Oh, okay. I guess. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's get to Risa Tisa. Yeah. Let's get to Risa Tisa. It's a lot y'all. It's a lot. It's a lot. Let me take the count. Well, let me go through super chats. My bad. I'm sorry. y'all. Let me, right, let me do super chats right now. Let me do super chats right now. Macbone, thank you for the five on a super chat. Um, as a black man, I ain't doing shit for white or for folks who do not value me as a real man. I agree. I agree. Tasha Holiday, thank you for the 10 on the super chat. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Macbone, thank you too on a super chat again. The holistic health sphere. <laughs> yeah, right. AKWB, thank you for the two in the super chat. I'm a big WWE guy. That Virgil story makes me sad. Yo, you you think his story's sad? Yo, Kamala's story? Ten times worse. Because he actually lost a leg and he was in a wheelchair and he was selling... You know what, come on, let's go take a look real quick before we get to Tisa. I mean, not to Tisa, but the Risa Tisa. Hold up. If you think Virgil's story was bad, Kamala... Oh, this is heartbreaking. Uh, Ugandan. Oh, this is hor horrific. Like, shame on Vince, man. The way this man went out. The way they let this man go out and just. 
Yeah, he died in 2020. Okay. Health issues, health issues. Okay. Like, I was watching footage of him using a wheelchair, man, with one leg. I was like, oh, hell no. See, here we go. 20, this was back in 2012. This is back in 2012. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Oh, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. Not to worry, y'all. He, he died from complications of diabetes. But it was way worse than that. I want to get to the full interview. You know what? Let's just do this real quick. Okay, okay. His name was Bobo Brazil. Uh, now he's the late Bobo Brazil. This is a wrestling business and become a real known star and make a lot of money. Well, I was well known, but I didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> so your first gimmick was uh, Sugar Bear Harris. Yes. Is it uh, is it true that Percy Pringle was your manager when you were yes. doing that gimmick? Yes, it is. How did you come up with that gimmick? Uh, well, when I was a young boy back in Mississippi, Coldwater, Mississippi, I gave my own self that name, Sugar Bear. Okay, okay. I saw that gimmick when they uh, told it to you because you obviously never been to Uganda. And I guess you wanted to be a truck driver, so it was very different from your normal personality. Yeah, well, I was a truck driver before I got into wrestling. But I still wanted to be a, well, I didn't really want to be a wrestler, but that's the only thing I could saw that I could make, make money out at the time. But I was wrong. I should have stuck to trucking. <laughs> How were your matches at the mid? Okay, let's see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it's bad. Like, there was like a documentary, and he was like selling like these items, you know, to make ends meet. Yo, he had his left leg amputated on in 2011, right? He had it just tonight. Yeah, and he did not. He did not accept dialysis treatment. This is horrific. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need. Um, I don't see this. Okay. Let's get to Risa Tisa, y'all. TikTok, where's my TikTok? Where's my TikTok? All right, here we go. <laughs> I think their marriage it was only for a year. 
this is the crazy part i think her marriage only lasted a year once again there's 50 parts we're not going to go over 50 parts she's not that important <laughs> and i have too much time to dedicate to 50 parts so we're going to go over i don't know four or five and then we'll get the cliff notes version so um okay part one who the fuck did i marry oh my god 10 minutes no sis part one of Sis. who the fuck did I marry um so I met my ex-husband around March 4th of 2020 we met on Facebook dating site and we also matched on hinge um I did not realize that he, <laughs> he was on both um under two different names so one was his actual name and the other one was a variation like a nickname um that he called himself different pictures so it was a running joke between us oh you ain't even recognize that um you had matched with me on hinge no i didn't um and also that should have been a red flag by the way you will notice in this story i called it the united nations of red flags it is so many red flags that i mean you would have thought i was colorblind because i ignored all of them so anyway back to the story we met around march 4th we exchanged phone numbers he called me and we talked on the phone um for the first time in the first phone call he told me that he had just moved to georgia from california from san diego mm -hmm. his job had transferred him um, because he was being transferred in as the new regional manager for a major condiment company that is based here in georgia Okay. I'm not going to say the name. And so we also talked about his childhood. He told me um, he grew up in Philly. He's from Philly. Both of his parents were deceased. This is the first phone call. Both of his parents were deceased. His father um, was a Philadelphia police officer. His mom was a teacher. Uh -huh. He also told me he um, went, he briefly lived in Augusta um, with his family. Uh -huh. He had two brothers okay. and two sisters. He also had two half-brothers on his dad's side. First phone call. So I'm just giving you guys the backstory. This was the first phone call we had. So we talked about family. We talked about friends. We talked about our jobs. At the time, I was working at Georgia State Patrol. Mm -hmm. um, and he knew this, and he just thought that was like, wow, you know. So you work with troopers all day. Yes, I did. Um, also in that phone call, he explained to me that he um, used to play football. He explained that he used to play arena football. Uh -huh. I know nothing about arena football. Um, I know about NFL. I know about college. Go dogs! But I don't know anything about arena football. <laughs> so he explained to me that he used to play arena football. He used to work at Apple in the off season of arena football. Um, and I remember thinking on that phone call, oh, okay, you know, like, good for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about arena football. And I believe I did tell him that. I don't know anything about arena football. Mm -hmm. That'll come into play later on. Mm -hmm. So he told me, you know, I just I just moved here. Um, my job. Oh, my bad. My bad, my bad. Um, he eventually asked me out on a date. Our first date was set for Saturday, March 7th, 2020. 
Um, he asked me what was my favorite restaurant. I said Cheesecake Factory. Huh, imagine that. <laughs> and so we agreed to go out um, at the Cheesecake Factory in a location that was in between. I lived in Clayton County at the time. He lived in Gwinnett County. I realized that if you don't know anything about Metro Atlanta, that makes no sense. But basically, we lived uh, about 45 minutes apart. So we agreed to meet at the Cheesecake Factory over at Perimeter Mall, which is in an area, Sandy Springs, Dunwoody area. I was excited. Like I called my friend. Sandy Springs is my old stomping ground. Sandy Springs, Cater, and um, what's the other one? Oh, it's right next to Sandy Springs. What is that city called, y'all? Dunwoody. Dunwoody, Sandy Springs, my stomping grounds. Let's go and was like i got a date you know blah 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 we'll see how it goes first conversation was good um hopefully he looks like his pictures because you know that's always an issue with online dating hopefully he looks like his pictures so on my way to our date uh-huh. i took 285 and literally right before i got to boulder crest the exit for boulder crest i know exactly what i heard said. a boom and i lost control of my car Thank God that this, well, not thank God, but I knew what to do. So I did not crash, but my tire blew out. So I called him and I said, hey, I'm so sorry, but my tire just blew on 285. I'm slowly making my way off the exit. I believe I pulled into a Chevron gas station and I said, you know, I got to get this fixed. I don't know what to do. Like I'm a damsel in distress kind of thing. He kind of paused, he got quiet, and he was like, you know, tell me exactly where you are, drop your pen. So I dropped the pen, and he came to the gas station. Came to the gas station, got out the car, and I was I was so relieved that he actually looked like his pictures mm-hmm. that I was like, oh my God, he's actually a- attractive. Because huh? he's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, oh, okay, okay. So he's... <laughs> He's passing a couple of tests. He looks good. He's tall. <laughs> um, oh, also, man, I apologize. So let me go back to the first conversation. Let me add something. He did tell me in the first phone call that he is that he was divorced um, and that his ex-wife, they had she had um, two children, a boy and a girl who were teenagers, young adults. I think the girl was about 20. And he said that he had a very close relationship with his stepkids, um, but that he and his ex-wife had divorced mm-hmm. because she cheated on him um, out in California. And so coming to Georgia was a new beginning for him. Uh-huh. She was still out in California. The kids were still out in California. Um, and so, you know, he was like, there's no, I, I can't stand her, but I still want to be in the kids' lives. Okay. I have okay. to put that in there because that will come back later. So this is just setting the stage. Again, that first conversation was we talked about family, job, friends, um, how he ended up in Georgia, me being in Georgia, uh-huh, uh-huh. the things that, you know, I would think people talk about in the first conversation. All right. Now back to the Are tire blew out. Oh, so he shows no. up to the gas station. He changes my tire. 
which I just thought was the sexiest thing in the world. Okay. Um, and then he proceeds to say, hey, I found a play, a tire place around the corner. You need to get another tire. Like, you can't drive on this donut. So, he followed me to... Um, what the hell is He followed this? me to the, to the tire place and then helped me get a tire, paid for it. So, I was definitely like, wow. Um, and so, the vibe was good. So, anyway, I get the car, I get the tire fixed. We follow each other to the Cheesecake Factory over in perimeter we hold hands walking into the cheesecake factory so in my mind i'm wow. like this is just this oh my god i had butterflies that that Wait. melanin girl what, what's this tiktok page is it legion i keep hearing the name the name legion is that his name legion i'm just asking that's, that's the look of a woman who had butterflies so i had butterflies and um, we go in, there's a long wait. And so we sit outside and we just talk. And the conversation's great. And this is where he tells me wow. what it is he's looking for. He tells me, you know, I'm, I believe at the time he was 42. Oh no. He was like, I want to get married and it'd be for real. He's like, my parents were married 40 oh, no. plus years before my mom passed away and I want that I want marriage family a house like that is what I want he's like I'm you know I'm as a man I'm ready to get married but I want it to be for real because the first time you know it really hurt me when she cheated on me so he's telling me everything that I wanted to hear um and so he was like what is it that you want and I said pretty much the same thing. I was like, I'm ready to get married. Definitely want to have a family. And <clears throat> I want to marry my best friend. So we both put on the table what? that we wanted marriage. Okay, and okay. this is the end. His name is Jerome one. Rome McCoy. Oh, no, not Jerome. Stop, stop. Wait, 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 wait. Please excuse the hair, but here. Stop. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Who the fuck did I marry? So this is when he showed me a letter from Chase with the Chase logo at the top stating that he had been approved for a mortgage for, excuse me, for a $750,000 mortgage or a $750,000 house. So he was like, we can't go over seven fifty. And I said, I remember asking him, can you afford the mortgage on a $750,000 house? Because I know I can. Oh, okay. This is when he explains to me, I told you how I played arena football. I invested my money really well. So he said, I have money that will help pay for the mortgage. He was like, we're good. Like, I'm, I'm financially, I am okay. Um, he was like, that's why I'm able to get approved. Okay. All right, I don't want to sound I don't want to sound callous, but did she really look at herself in the mirror and really think that somebody was going to do all this for her based off how she looked. I get it. Cats be needing places to stay and 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 shelter and food and and whatever and intimacy. I get all that, but was this woman that delusional to really think when she takes off her clothes and looks and looks at herself in the mirror like 
Yeah, girl, I got it going on. Like, no, bitch, you are a bigum. And you're not even a cute bigum, right? Like, your stomach sticking out further than your breast? That's not cute. Wait. Can I just say this real quick? Can I go off topic real quick for a real quick rant? Real quick rant. Now, I pride myself on being transparent to a fault, right? You know how you at the job, you work with people, people work with you, you learn personalities, they learn your personalities and stuff. Now, initially at, on campus, there was this Indian woman that I was obsessed with. Okay. My wife knows I will leave her for an Indian woman. She knows like you bring Sing Sing or Prai or Matahari around me. I'm, I'm leaving. Okay. So there was this Indian woman that was, that used to be on campus last semester. And this woman, oh, I mean, just stupid long hair down to her ass and just, and she was what? 5'10". Oh, okay. So and she was married. So that, that dream couldn't happen. Right. So I had to let that one go. So now <sighs> there's this Mexican educator. I've never ever dated a Mexican woman. I've never, ever would have considered it ever. I'm no one I stands, no nothing. I've never looked at a Mexican woman like that. been working at this campus a little too long because I'm starting to look at her like <laughs> let me, let me, she's got the typical long hair I've never seen a bald headed Mexican woman you understand me the only time I see them with no hair is if they're a stud okay but anywho this particular woman here stupid long hair and she does like the little ponytails at the top and they let, let the rest of the hair hang down or she'll do the, the ponytail at the top and it all just just want to play in her hair, man. You know, I just want to like a cat. And she's about five, three. And. She's got some curves to her and I'm just like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> That's a, that's a bullshit. <laughs> I, I be looking at this woman like, I probably, probably. <laughs> She's got the hips, ass, thighs, and yo, she be, and then we're like, and I just be like, Damn, bro, like, what's going on? Like, nah, focus, son, focus. Yo, listen, her hair, man, listen, it's so long. And then it curls at the very end. So it's all straight until it gets to her butt. Then it, these big curls. Oh, and when she just does her little ponytail thing at the top, I just be like, oh. I've never ever looked at a Mexican woman like that. I've never, 
I've never, you couldn't, I would never contemplate, but never in my life. Like, I've been out here 20 plus years, man. I've been out here 20 plus years, off and on 20 years. I never even thought to look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, not my cup of tea. No, no shade on no dish, but I was just like, never, y'all, never. I've been up and down this state. I've been damn in. I mean, I've been up and down this state like nobody's business. Dumb. Okay, let's get um, let's get back to Risa Teeson. <laughs> it's a trap. Wait, 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 wait. So we were monitor we were outside monitoring the kids, right? And you know, striking up a little conversation, you know, whatever. And she's telling me her house and um, the kids and, you know, and the mother-in-law and some, something about a tree stump. And I'm just sitting there like, and she's smiling. Like she has like, you know, the Mexicans, when they have the Indian features, not like, not red dot, but like the high cheekbones, kind of like the flat no, like the the old school Indian look that we'd be like, oh, you're an Indian or you're that type of Indian. She's got that look to her. And then plus with her hair, ah, it's like, oh man, it's a trap. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's get back to this. I'm sorry. How tall? She's literally five, three. Cause when, like when I were checking the kids in the one day I was checking, the, checking in my students, she walked up to me to ask me a question. I'm like literally looking down on her, like, like I'm looking down at her. So she's rough. Gotta be five, three. And you know, like when they get up on you, like to ask you a question, I just be like, I just want to play in her hair. I mean, when she's walking the hair, sashaying. I mean, I know, listen, I can look 50 feet, 75 feet away. And I know it's her just based off the hair. Like, I know it's her. Like, it's her. Just off the hair. I've never seen a bald-headed Mexican woman not by choice. Every last one of them. Hair down to their asses. Even the students, the girls' hair is just for days. One girl literally has hair down to the back of her legs. I'm just like, what is, what, is it genetic? Is it genetics? Like, are they just genetically <laughs> the hair? I ain't never seen like they they don't have no hair issues. Their kids, their, their daughters don't have these hair issues that some, you know, urban children have. I don't know what, what they do different. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, let's, that's enough story time. I'm getting hate texts already. Like, fuck, get the fuck out of here, man. It's a fucking story. Christ. All right, anywho, let me get back to it. Let's get back to Risa Tisa. Approved for $750,000 mortgage. So he told me that his money was in different savings accounts. He said he had an account with Chase Bank. He had an account with U.S. Bank. And he had an offshore account. This is what he told me. 
the offshore account, I was like, why? And he explained something about, oh, the U.S., <clears throat> excuse me, the U.S. imposes taxes on money when you have a certain amount in, in U.S. banks. Oh. He was like, so everybody knows that it's smart to have some money in an offshore account. Y'all, look, I live paycheck to paycheck. I Again, I was like, okay, that's whatever. I said, so you have the, so you have the money um, to pay for, to pay for a home. I'm also holding in my hand a letter from Chase saying that he was approved for 750,000. So I went off of what I saw. So we contacted a realtor. I won't say his name, but man, if he ever, ever sees this TikTok, I owe this man such an apology. But we contacted a realtor in, <clears throat> who was based in Cobb County because I was very adamant I wanted to move back to Marietta, Smyrna area um, Smyrna, in Cobb yeah, County, Georgia. He was fine with that. His whole attitude was, you know, you're going to be my wife, happy wife, happy life. So we met a realtor. I, I would find houses that I wanted to tour. Keep in mind that um, this was COVID. So at the time, we could not tour a home. It would have to it would have to be a virtual tour. So this particular realtor, we found a house in Douglasville, Georgia. Not Cobb County, but nevertheless, it's in Douglasville. I was fine with Douglasville. So we found a house in Douglasville, Georgia. The realtor did a um, a, a uh, FaceTime tour of the house. I'm just bugging out these The house, but it was really a nice, it was a nice home. Yes. Four, five bedrooms, four baths. So we did a FaceTime tour of the home and the home was listed, I believe, roughly 400 and something thousand. These comments. I really like the house. I can see myself living there. I can see us living there. I can see us with the kid there. This is now April just for timeline purposes. This is April. So he really liked the house. He was like, you know what? We'll put an offer in on the house. He was like, if you like it, because again, it was COVID. We weren't going to be able to see the house in person because the family still live there. So he said, um, I'll put an offer in. We'll see if it's accepted. I said, okay. So he puts an offer in. He's telling me he put an offer in. I need to clarify some things he told me and the things that I actually saw. So for this house in Douglasville, he told yeah, me that's, that's he was what, putting an offer. That's what the initial. That's what that's what they call it. Cobb County. Come on, black boy. That's what they made an acronym out of it because it's it's fairly they like purity in Cobb County. Let's continue. Friend. The realtor would call me because one thing that the realtor told us, he was like, if the woman likes the house, typically the house is going to get bought. So he kind of dealt with me a bit more than he did my ex-husband. Um, and again, this is April 2020. This is before we got married. So at the time, he was my boyfriend. So the realtor was calling me and was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I put the offer in and what they're asking for um, is proof of funds. 
and I, and I didn't know any, I don't, I did not know anything at this time about buying a house. So I was like, hey, you probably need to talk to him because I'm not even listed on the mortgage. Like from the paperwork I saw, it was only in his name. So he, um, he called him, I guess they talked. I was not there, um, but I'm assuming that they had talked. So the boyfriend is coming, my ex is coming home saying, yeah, I talked to so-and-so. I sent him over the paperwork. The offer was approved and <clears throat> they are going to try to do a virtual closing. First, we got to do an inspection. If the inspection goes all well, then we have to do a virtual closing. He t also told me that he put down earnest money on the home. He put down, I believe, 5000 He said, I, I just transferred the money over to the realtor's uh, account or whatever um, so that it could be earnest money for the house. Okay, so I, I, let's go to the cliff notes, y'all. And then we're going to get to Legion's response. Because like I said, this is a 50-part series. That's roughly what? It's 10 minutes per episode. What is that? 500 hours of, of, of footage content. Ah, we're not going to, we're not going to do all that. So let's get to the cliff notes version. Shall we? Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. She met him in March, 2020, two weeks before shutdown, met online. Da, 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 da. She was, she had a blowout. Okay. 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 Fast forward five siblings. Blah, blah, blah. They tried to buy a house together. It fell through. He kept giving the runaround about actually purchasing it, but they did. However, shop for appliances. They put a hold. They put it, they put a hold to it, keep at the store until the, for delivery. Once the house and furniture, she ends up <coughs> finding out it was a lie that he never closed on the house. Never did any paperwork with the realtor. Just giving the realtor the runaround, found out she was pregnant. Ooh, she was pregnant in April, 2020. So they tried for another house. This time she involved herself. They put in a cash offer for $699,000. He claimed he had been approved. Okay. For the 750. Oof. Offshore account, but he never disclosed how much or with whom. So when it came time for the house, the sellers was willing to accept the cash offer, but only after he proved he could actually pay for it. It, be it became a back and forth about showing proof. So the sellers pulled out and so did the realtor. She was upset and confused because he said he had the money and bills were always paid and they never lacked anything. So she didn't understand the issue. Around that time, she also found out he was talking to women on Facebook Messenger. So she started asking questions herself. Uh oh. Fast forward July 2020, she had a miscarriage. Oh no. He wasn't there to support her and a friend from work was there was the one there for her he claimed he had business meetings he couldn't miss he said he was a vp of a condiment company fast forward his grandmother passed away and he was sad things started changing but by now she was kind of over the relationship because nothing had changed and every time they were to do something they could never or did because he had always had an excuse he took her to test drive of cars because he was buying a company car convinced her to get one said he'll pay for it and then he didn't convince her to buy an Audi R8 said it'll be delivered and had her take off work and never came. He had some excuse why, but he left for work every day. Same time, came home, same time, 6 a.m. to 3, 3 or 4 p.m. He also ended up losing a couple more family members. Damn. By the time of the end, by the end of the year, he proposed in December. They were. So why did she marry him? They were married the next month in January, January, 2021, found out he was cheating three days later with prostitutes since November. Decided on, so instead of annulling the marriage, you decided on marriage counseling. This, you know, I don't feel bad for this chick. Let's continue. Pastor told her flat out, you had, had you come to me before marrying him, I would have told you don't do it cause something ain't right. So the ex stepkids 
he was close to the girl got COVID and passed away. The mom ex-wife wanted to know if they could help with two grand and she, the wife agreed cause she don't play about people passing. She ended up buying herself a Nissan Altima, <laughs> but the note was more than expected. He was helping her pay it. So she told him she was getting another job and he laughed at her. She got another job, but the background check wanted her husband info as well. Oh no. She noticed his social was different than what he put on the marriage license. She searched the social and all hell broke loose. She discovered that he never resided in California. Mm, he told her he went to college, played football, and that he graduated and met his ex-wife and moved back to where they reside now, trying to get his life together because she was cheating on him, but he remained close with the kids. He has addresses in Rhode, Rhode Island, Philly, and Georgia. Found out he had been married before the previous ex-wife had ended, ended that ex getting an order of protection because she beat him up after finding out he lied to her about everything and both times they filed for divorce and neither marriage lasted past six months she found an address and number on the most recent ex and called her and barbara this is shirley this is barbara my name is shirley <laughs> can we do that real quick wait 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 can we do that real quick <laughs> can we can we do that this one time y'all we have to do that just one time, woman to woman. So we have to do this. I think we're gonna talk woman to woman right along with you. Is that right? Can we talk girl to girl tonight? Yeah. Well, it's Barbara here tonight. I want the original version. I want the original version. Hello. <laughs> May I speak to Barbara? <laughs> Barbara, this is Sherry. This is Shirley. You might not know who I am, but the reason I'm calling you is because I was going through my old man's pocket. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to this. Ay, ay, ay. Where we go? Where we go? Okay. Addresses. Divorce. Found next now. Okay. And she told her he lies about everything and to get her shit and run as fast as she can. She said he only only had maybe one family member that talked to him because he lied so much and before getting out the phone she asked about the girl the daughter that passed away from COVID he said his daughter he said her daughter is fine and they have no communication with him at all she was flabbergasted she also found an obituary online that said his grandmother had passed in 2008 not 2020 during this time his knee was giving him some trouble so he couldn't really move around like that before until he ended up bedridden by this time it was May 2021 she also discovered another obituary that said he only had two brothers. She ended up calling the college he said he attended. They had no record of him. She was done. She ended up com comforting him on his birthday and asked him, did he go to college? And he said, did roll his eyes, try to get upset. But she told him she knew he was lying about everything and she knew about college. She knew about everything and told him to get out her house before she killed him ended up calling an aunt and she told him I'll give you money to go home just leave her house so he left 
he was so lazy that he laid in the room using the power aid bottles to use the restroom oh my he was so lazy that he laid in the room using the power aid bottles to use as a restrooms she said she was disgusted by it but she didn't care she wanted them gone changed her locks and alarm one of his cousins found her number and called her to ask what happened between them because he claimed he caught her cheating with the police officer and the police threatened to shoot him if he didn't leave but the cousin said he lied so much they didn't believe him they hadn't talked to him in over seven eight years some even longer because he burned his bridges with everyone found out they only had two brothers and the oldest he claimed he talked to every day that it oh wait wait okay wait wait okay wait wait okay final part <clears throat> finally he had two brothers hadn't spoken to since 2015 so he's making up conversations everybody like he was talking to somebody and then and the other brother wasn't just his brother but his twin not only his twin but his twin had actually had a job as a vp at a company with the five bedroom five bathroom house and a bmw the life he was making up to her he had no sisters and no half siblings and the woman he called his aunt was actually just a family friend that nobody trusted they got a quick divorce but he was hesitant to sign but did but also tried to move back in with her since he was advised that he could he could until the divorce was final the lady he called aunt family friend called her to check out check on the baby the one she miscarried because she was under the impression that she was leaving him and he was trying to get custody he was like there is no no baby ma'am she couldn't believe it and was shocked he was still going around lying she hasn't heard from him since the divorce was finalized oh no 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 okay so now let's get to his response this should be a hoot let's get to his response courtesy of carrie thank you carrie Fresh. Okay. This is AKA Legion. That's 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 a tough name though. I like that name, Legion. I mean that's what they the demons call themselves in the in the Bible. We are many, we are Legion. Okay, let's continue. Let's go. The rumor Risa Tisa ex-wife who straight line to y'all. It's um it's sad, um, because it's completely false. And we went to marriage counseling, didn't work, and we broke up. But uh, my message to her is, please stop lying to these people, mm. and you can tell them the real reason I left you, you cheated. I caught you in the house with Bradley, mm. and we went to marriage counseling, didn't work, and we broke up. More to the point, I haven't decided who I'm going to talk to exactly or go on whose page or whatever. Uh, oh. But I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know that she lied about everything. Follow her, don't follow her. That's up to you. All that stuff she said, it's complete lies. Oh, I'm gonna... no. oh no, oh no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. All right, carry again. The the first ex-wife, good grief. This is crazy. Hold up, y'all. Okay, let me send this to myself real quick. Copy the link. <laughs> this is hilarious. We are in it now. We are knee deep in it. Okay. That. Oh, I didn't send myself the damn link. Hold up. I didn't send myself the link. Good job, Sly. Good job. 
copy. All right. Okay, okay. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Okay. My apologies. Here we go. This is fascinating. Where the hell? What the hell? What the hell? Okay, there it is. There it is. Is that it? I think this is it. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is Legion's first ex-wife. So, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. The room? Because it's been brought to my attention that my ex-husband is out here in these streets disturbing individuals as he always has and I have been brought into this. Let me first say, this chapter of my life is closed. I have moved on. It's been more than 10 years. I'm over it. I'm done. I don't, I'm good, okay? But after I say this, let's just leave it alone. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm not going to address it anymore because I have nothing to do with this. This is my past life. The book is closed, okay? So Legion, as y'all call him, <laughs> is a despicable, nasty, uh -oh. and vile individual. Oh, no. I, too, I fell for the trap over 10 years ago. Yes, he was charming, and I was broken mentally, okay? Understand, self-love was not here at all for me to actually love myself enough to understand that this is not love. He manipulated me. He loved bombed me. All of the, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that and everything else. Yes. All of these things were said to me. Guess what? What? None of it happened. He's manipulative and he literally tried to ruin my life. He had family turn against me because he wanted to tell people lies about me and things of that nature. And unfortunately, he's very, very good at what he does. It took me many, many, many years to get past that. I have healed. And with this situation being brought back to me, it's like cutting me back open with a dagger because I was already healed up. The Band-Aid had been left. I've gotten married. I'm happy been 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 good right but this man is a pathological liar he gave up all types of promises but to the cars and houses just like Risa but guess what none of that ever came to pass right so I just need for people to know that this situation was wait uh, uh, is this really homeboy's fault like come on y'all seriously seriously like we're really gonna sit here and be like this guy is just the gift of gab is just so on point that everybody just falls for it like come on it was traumatic as hell for me and then i hear about because i've not watched any of the videos because for what like it's not my business anymore i feel bad for anybody that he comes into contact with and i will tell any female that sees his picture don't ever just let it go Cause he needs some serious mental help and he needs to be, he needs to be evaluated and be locked away. So that's what I will say. Uh oh, and as far as like me not filing. Citizen Jane. Oh, powerful. 
asking why she married him. Remember, this was a time Captain Samuels was telling you to settle or die alone. The whole winter is coming. That messed up a lot of chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to these build the bears. Trying to fix a fix him up. A fix him upper. A fixer upper. Build the bear. Okay. For divorce, I didn't file for divorce because I was afraid for my life. I didn't want to be served. I didn't want to. I didn't. If I, in order for me to file, I would have to show tell him where exactly I was, and I didn't want him to know that. So no, I absolutely was not filing because I was afraid at the time. But guess what? It was it was ended before it even really started because. But at the same token, I still was very, very, very not mentally, you know, in love with myself. So that's one of the things that really got me. So I genuinely okay, feel, so the, feel empathy for the women that have been down his path. You know, when all this stuff was going on with him and I, there was no social media, TikTok or anything like that. But at the same token, I just wanted to heal through my processes. I didn't want to sit there and have to tell the whole world my business because I'm a very private person and I don't do trauma. Yeah, here I you will are. also say this. I did not hit Legion at all. I did not hit this man. He went to jail because he was impersonating a police officer telling what? people that he was a detective of the police of the police department in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh -huh. And that is why he went to jail also for stalking one of the guards that were where over where we lived at. That is why he went to jail. So he didn't go to jail because of any or he didn't. We never went to court about me putting my hands on him. My son did. Yes. Interact with him and my son. Yes, he did put his hands on him because he threatened me for the last time and it was enough mm. was enough. Mm. As you go through life, you can either sit down and continue to take it or you can get up and triumph and do what you need to do so that you can make your life better. And at that point, enough was enough for me. I was done. I was no longer going to be the victim because I'm not a victim. I'm not a doormat. You can't step on me. You can't do whatever you want to do to me and me take it. So I left. I will also say I need people to understand this is my life we're talking about, right? So this situation is triggering, but it's triggering me because it needs to be said. But it's one of those things where I was okay with not saying it. I was good. After this conversation, after I, I'm done saying my, my piece, if anybody wants to actually, you know, know how I healed from all of this, you're more than welcome to go. Okay, she's giving me like Jaguar, Jaguar right vibes because she got the little chubby cheeks and big chest i'm i'm getting jaguar right vibes i'm i'm cool <laughs> you know click into my link on my on my uh Ms. missouri page on facebook and you're more than welcome to listen to my show tonight because my health my uh, mind and body radio show? show is literally about healing and my wow. show tonight is about elevating your mental and i've been elevating my mental for years and i'm so fucking proud of myself you know why because i've done a lot of work to get past all that shit that was going on in my past. So all that, Risa Tisa, I pray, honey, that you get the healing that you need, sweetie, because guess what? I, it, took, it took me time, and I pray that you get the healing that you need. And any, anybody else, Vivian or anybody else, I pray that you guys get the healing that you need because this situation is not easy. 
Mm-mm. But I hope that you guys really get the healing that you need. So that way, you guys can move forward in your life because it's possible to have to have a love of your life after all of this trauma. It is very possible. So with that being said, you guys, I really hope. Listen, I, I, I'm okay. Any guy called Legion, I'm rocking with him. <laughs> Hey, listen, any man that has been called Legion, I'm rocking with them. I'm with it. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. That's a tough name, man. That's a tough name. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm rocking with them. I mean, these women are just that gullible and naive and, you know, it's hard for me to feel sorry for them. Sorry. Sorry. All right, let's get to the last part. Um, I think everyone's pretty much celebrating that the witch will finally be dead at some point. And I hate to say it like that, but there's a lot of people circling this woman's, uh, her bed, right? Circling her, 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 her eventual grave site. And we're talking about none other than Wendy Williams. There's not going to be too many tears shed by, by when, uh, by people when she eventually passes. And I will be checking out the Lifetime documentary. There's so many things going on with this. So now her guardian is suing um, A&E like, or Lifetime. This is crazy, yo. This is crazy. So let's, let's go into this. Nah, this, is, this is crazy. Let's go. I like recently been changing my life since, you know, like we last spoke. You've always been like honest with me and like put me in my place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like the most dog, she looks like your grandmother that is it, it, she's at the end. Like you just know grandma's ready at any moment. Grandma ready to check out. She's just tolerating your little stories because she's tired or whatever. She's waiting to go go to sleep and hope she doesn't wake up. Y'all ever had those grandparents that are just so tired of living like they wake up and be like, damn, I'm still here. She looks like uh, I'm I'm ready to go. She looks like she's ready to go. Yes, the vultures are, are are overhead circling. They're circling over. Yes, girl, the wig is off. You've never seen Wendy like this. Let's go. Motherly, kind way. That's why I love you so much. Because even when I was going through my darkest times, like you never used that against me. You know what I mean? And that's how you know that the love is like genuine and it's yeah. always going to be there. You know, and I'm always being free, like straight up. You can call my phone whenever. Look at her eyes. She so is. And I think I'm gonna be registering. back in New York, so I'm gonna be coming. Dog, she's not registering none of this. To see you more. Well, my real name is Wendy Hunter. Hunter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they never give up the the ex husband's last name. For the last three years, they've dragged Kevin Hunter. Kevin Hunter is the reason why Wendy has survived this long. And once that hedge of protection was removed, once they convinced her to file for divorce, she went downhill. Kevin's doing okay. Kevin's doing great. Ever since they allowed interlopers and outside forces to impact their union and remove him as the protector, she's been fish food ever since, man. Let's continue. Divorced. Yes. He's got no money. He's got no money. I don't think Kevin Hunter has money issues. 
<laughs> Kevin Hunter, you know, what is he? Where is he from? Brooklyn or the Bronx? He gonna be all right. Come on, let's continue. Yeah. Yeah. She's out of it. Yeah. I love you. So do I. This woman ain't registering nothing. Lights are not on. Yeah. Thank you. This is sad, but come on, let's get. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of people have been waiting for this. This is a long time coming for a lot of people. A lot of people are happy she's going through it right now. And, you know, from the looks of it, she really ain't got much time left, y'all. Let's take a look. She got that Bruce Willis. No disrespect to Bruce Willis. She got the aphasia. Right? Got that Bruce Willis. Let's continue. Her team confirmed press release. The former daytime talk show host has been diagnosed with primary progressive aphasia and frontal temporal dementia. Jeez, peeps. Aphasia is a condition that affects language and communication abilities, while FTD is a disorder that impacts behavior and cognitive functions. Bruce Willis has the same kind of dementia. Also, um, she also has Graves' disease and lymphedema. Jeez. Um, over the past few years, questions have been raised at times about Wendy's ability to process information, and many have speculated about Wendy's condition particularly when she began to lose words, act erratically at times, and have difficulty understanding financial transactions. The decision to share this news was difficult and made after careful consideration, not only to advocate for understanding and compassion for Wendy, but to raise awareness about aphasia and frontal temporal dementia. Support the thousands of others facing similar circumstances. Unfortunately, many individuals diagnosed with aphasia and frontal temporal dementia face stigma and misunderstanding, particularly when they begin to exhibit behavioral changes, but have not yet received a diagnosis. There's no treatment for this. There is no treatment for this. All right. So her sister, Wanda Finney, uh, told People Magazine Williams is now in a much better place and is in greater shape than what is depicted in the documentary. Quote, I spoke with her yesterday and I speak with her very regularly. When she reaches out to me, she is, from what I understand, in a wellness healing type of environment. We cannot reach out to her, but she can reach out to us. And she is in a healing place emotionally. She's not the person that you see in this film. February 24th and 5th. I think we're going to do a watch party. What day is that? What days are those on? Oh, that's this weekend, y'all. Saturday and Sunday. Oh, boy. All right. Saturday and Sunday, we're going to do Where is Wendy Williams Watch Party. It's on Lifetime. <sighs> yes. I'm, we're here for it. Okay. Now. Um, oh, so getting back to how bad her situation is. Sabrina, what's her name? Hold up, what's the woman's name? Let me see, what's her name? Sabrina Morrissey, okay. 
Morrissey. Okay, she is actually suing Lifetime. This woman is done. This woman is done, y'all. Okay, Wendy Williams' Guardian is taking legal action against Lifetime's parent company, A&E Television Networks. A woman named Sabrina Morrissey, who is Williams' temporary guardian, filed a sealed lawsuit against the network earlier this week. Dry. Uh, let's see. Despite the lawsuit being sealed, it's clear that Morrissey is trying to obtain a temporary restraining order as well as an order to show cause for an injunction. Um, that's an unclear exactly why she filed the law. Okay, wait. I can't do this. I have to sit down again. She being put in front of a judge and given a guardian. That was when they took her away from us. I have no money. And I'm going to tell you something. If it happens to me, it could happen to you. As her family, we were all sitting on the sidelines watching. And she was crying out for help. Did you drink this whole thing today? Keep it there. Okay. Keep it there. My mom, she always talks about how she wants to work. But I feel as though she's worked enough. He looked just like his daddy. But come on. She has people around who are yes people and allowing this to continue. This is all too much. Go! Fly! I have no idea where we are. This doesn't look like anything familiar. I think she's losing memory. Have you guys noticed that? How dare him? I control men. I Anybody could look at her and tell this is not just alcohol. There's something more going on. My family. I'll be here. Please be here. No matter how many times somebody may fall down, you gotta lift them back up. We all make choices. Once again, once they kicked Kevin out the picture, once they convinced her to, to divorce Kevin, her life went to shit. You got rid of your shield, your guardian, your protector. Let's go. This is life. We all go through our challenges. She's still a person. How you doing? That's my sister. There have been random people around you. Stealing money from me. Getting money, whatever the case may be. Enough. Can you tell me where your sister is? No, I don't know the exact location of where she is. I feel like the Guardian has not done a good job of protecting my mom. My life. My life. Right now, she's weak and vulnerable. Bruh, and she needs I'm, to be around people who are going to take advantage of that. I have no friends. You know how many people come out to support you? You know how many people love you? No, I don't. Everything is going to be good. I know. I think that the guardianship system is broken. We are her family. And you tell me that I'm not capable of taking care of my sister. What would you do? What should I do? You had a guardian. It was your husband, Kevin Hunter. But let's continue. Let's continue. Is there anything else? Court documents were notably filed just before the Where's Wendy Williams two-part documentary, which is which was executive produced by the shock jock herself. Okay. Kieran has been set for next week to decide whether or not the documents should remain sealed. However, given that the documentary comes out before the hearing date, a judge could make a swift ruling on the lawsuit before the meeting. Um, reps for uh, Williams and A&E did not respond. She's only 59 years old. Yeah, she, gonna, she ain't going to be here much longer, y'all. Uh, let's see. Now, the the guardian they're talking to are talking about is Sabrina Morrissey, the one that's filing the rest. 
It is what it is, man. According to the statement, the Wendy Williams show host went uh, to get testing done last year after noticing memory and speech issues that led to her act erratically. Uh, receiving a diagnosis has enabled Wendy to receive the medical care she requires. Frontal temporal uh, dementia is a group of disorders that occur when nerve cells in the frontal and temporal lobes of the brain are lost. FTD can affect behavior, personality, language, and movement. Listen, the vultures are circling. There's a lot of people happy she's going through this. Because if you're a Whitney Houston fan, you know what? Let's see if we can find that phone call. Because if you're a Whitney Houston fan, remember that, that, that exchange, right? Okay, that's Wendy. Right, remember she disclosed met the man's wife having cancer. Right, right, okay. Do we have to find it? Is this it? That's not it. Oh, is this it? I think this is it. Okay, let's get to it, y'all. Let's go. I'm just waiting for the phone to ring. I said she's going to be calling. Some of you are probably like, well, I know what you're saying because I've gotten your faxes. Why isn't she coming in the studio? Just calm down. So there's some things that per perhaps it's just better that we just talk on the phone. <laughs> Art, I hope you're ready with whatever kind of extra buttons you have to be ready with. If you leave the room while I'm talking to Whitney, we're going to have to fight. Okay, I'm here. Okay. With your finger on the on the pulse of the curse words. Oh, Whitney's there. Oh, well, here you mean Whitney? Yes. All right, you guys. First, there was Mary J. Blige and J-Lo and Mariah Carey. Who else did we talk to that we thoroughly luxuriated in that we, wow. Some of you might say Janet, but not the same. I don't know why, but I could take that or leave it. I would love to have it. But if I didn't have it, it damn. Oprah just celebrated her 49th birthday yesterday. I idolized her. But even Oprah, like, it's not the same. Take it or, take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Okay, let's go in. Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lord. Have I waited for this day? Have you? Well, yes, I have. Haven't you? Whitney. Yes, dear. Absolutely. I know it. I don't believe that I've ever met you in my entire career. Ain't that funny? You talk about me all the time. And you are top billing. Is that why you talk about me all the time? Absolutely. You don't even know me. But here's the thing. I talk about you in two ways. In the in the way that the media talks about Whitney. Yes. But I always talk about you as being one of the greatest voices of our time. Mariah Carey is another one. You two do two separate works, but you have a voice that is just unbeatable with me. I love you, and I thank you for that. I really do, because I know, in spite of everything, you play my records. I do. I know that. And I also feel like you and I have something in common. We do. Um, well, yeah, besides, besides the, you know, the motherhood thing and, okay. and, and so on and so forth. Whitney, you, your new CD is out now. Yes. The first week, it did very well. It's not doing quite as well right now compared to perhaps what the record label thought it would be doing. Well, it's never what you thought I should be doing. Okay. It's never what you think I should be doing. It's not what you think you say I'm doing. It is what's going to happen. You see what I'm saying? I don't want my happiness to peak too quickly. I don't want it to peak too quickly because I want to go through the summer uh -huh. and the fall. Okay, I understand. So there is a, a plan. Okay. You, don't, you understand what I mean? Like you said, your schedule on a day-to-day -day basis. Are we going to talk about that? you going to talk about them? Yes. Well, that's how I do. So we play, we love the song, the Dear John Letter here on the show. Yes, ma'am. And um, speaking of letters, 
You no longer have to write to Bobby. Bobby's out of jail. Bobby's back home now. Yes, baby. You ain't, don't you? You get on this. Hold on. She's got the 411. You should know. I want to make sure that I have all my stories straight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, baby. He's home. Well, and intact. Do you regret Diane Sawyer interview? No. Why should I? Well, it didn't exactly show you in the best light. You don't think so? Well, you don't end it. You don't show yourself in the best light. People still listen to you. Oh. Yeah, but I'm on the radio every day. Yeah, yeah. we see, you know, we just don't get to see your face, but they should know what you look like. I understand that, uh, Whitney. Perhaps one day I will have a TV show, but in terms of what I do, yeah. when I'm not showing in the best light, I guess one of the best things that I love about my career is, is that there's always tomorrow to come back. See, and I love about my career uh -huh. and my music speaks for itself. Yeah, well, it does. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I am the second wise most interviewed behind Monica Lewinsky in the history of interviews. I'm surprised you're second to her. I mean, as far as... You know, I mean, Okay. Mm. He also, 
was letting me know that Michael, Gary, and your sister Donna, who run your nippy company, are also uh, experiencing the slashes across the board. They were saying that you have a 24-hour-a-day bar on site at your studio that you're now cutting down and you're not making your personal chef available to people to just come up in your house and just order food and stuff. I think that's all good. Happen. I don't even know what the you're talking about. Hmm. Well, I have no idea what you're talking about, Wendy. How is Bobby Christina doing? Growing and being a beautiful young lady that God sent her here to be. Yeah, she's nine now, right? Yeah, she is. Mm. Wow, this is and and you know how it all turned out. This is this is haunting. This is haunting. When your husband was um, incarcerated for those few days, what types of things do you tell her concerning? Like, do you say like Daddy's away visiting Boston? I'm really talking to a. We told you she's a fed patient. She's a child who has intelligence. Okay. My child is smart. No, what I, I talk to shut your mouth. I talk to her like she's an intelligent human being, okay? And I give her just as much as she can handle for a nine-year-old because I'm her mother, okay? And that's how we deal with it. Never mind what I told her, but she know the deal. Well, a lot of a lot of parents, a lot of parents whose spouse or what have you goes through something, a lot, of, particularly because that was only eight days, would have either taken them out of school for the eight days or taken them away from watching TV. Okay, let's get to Judge Greg Mathis. Ugh. Yeah, listen, it's not going to be too many tears shed over Wendy, Wendy's eventual passing. Greg Mathis, and there we go. Judge <laughs> Mathis always calling everybody a crackhead, though. Like, <laughs> he always calling everybody a crackhead. I, let me find the actual video because I don't want to hear anybody else's um, take on it. This is okay. Brought to you by Classic Throwback TV. As I was um affroning my nasal passages, the judge is looking at me very accusatory like <laughs> out of the corner of his beady eyes. Two thousand three. <laughs> thinking that I, mother, am up to something. How dare you? I didn't say a word, and if I were you, I'd leave that alone. You saw me leave the bathroom. You presumed I went in the other room. Yeah, Last I time saw you, were you here, get up from the chair, go to the bathroom, come back cleaning your nasal passages. Last time and you were I'm here, from, you're right. That means you went out there to get high and came back to the nasal passages. And the last time wow. you were here, I was eating incredible amounts of food, right? And you Absolutely. were checking my uh, fingers Absolutely. to see if I was smoking weed and having the munchies. Yeah. And that's terrible. And, and you know what? Because just like folks don't like to, uh, mm. they, they don't want to let me <clears throat> out of the streets. Yes. And that's probably what fuels some of that nonsense about me, is because right. folks still see me back in the street i won't let you live down your past isn't that terrible i'm as guilty as anyone else i plead guilty i'm on the mercy of the court sentence me but i don't do handcuffs okay let me just talk a little bit about your book and then we're gonna get into the rest of your mess because i'm not gonna let you live this down because unlike you my people know exactly where i stand on what i do and how i've handled it so we're gonna get back to you judge uh -huh. his new book is called inner city I was get to the, 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 let's get known, to i was a thug as a kid so when i ran for judge you know the nature of politics as i call it yes they dug up my background and gave it to the media in an attempt to destroy okay, go, 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 go. We said, we heard you play three-card Molly. We heard you played that with your wife, and we want you to flip three-card Molly. What's wrong with that, Judge? stack of money, because I'm not a three-card Molly flipper. Okay. I am a judge who've overcome all of that. Yeah, so but you don't... to send me back to the hood what? and, and have okay, me rip yeah, the red yeah. card. I showed her. I said, you know more about the streets than me now. I'm yes. out the streets, yes. and you in it. Because she was right, and I was wrong with the three-card Molly. If I had some cards, I would ask you to do that, too. I don't feel as if there's anything wrong with that, Judge, no, because you know why? Well, let me out the streets. Well, I want to talk with you.
you because here on the show, whether it's TV or radio, one thing that Wendy Williams does is keep it real with her audience. Now, my audience knows all about me and what I've been through. And what they don't know, I go into explicit details in my book. Now, that might not be true, according to you, about this woman that you that allegedly you slept with, you allegedly got her pregnant. Let me draw up the skeleton, Judge, and then you fill in the meat. Wendy, I didn't read that part. Now you make it Okay, let me draw up. WBLS about to be sued for defamation. You gonna make some stuff. Okay, up here. Judge, it you aren't even alleged. Okay, now that's called defamation. All right. That's called defamation, Wendy. Okay, she did not allege that. All right, look. I'll tell you what she alleged. It wasn't that. All right, you tell me what she alleged, she alleged Judge, that, in all of your anger. That, I'm not angry. Yes, now. you are. She yes, had, you are. I'm not angry. Wow. She said that she had had an encounter with me where I was, I was getting the, high, doing cocaine. That, and, yeah, doing Brought cocaine. Brought to you by Classic Throwback TV. Still addicted to based on your nasal passages and all these days you're missing at work. Going out of the bathroom right while I'm here in the studio. As I told you. I've never used New York City. Are you following me? Listen, I've never used cocaine in my life. Okay, well, never okay. In my tell life. me what else she alleged, so Judge. She also alleged uh, uh, um, that that I asked her to sleep with my wife. Yes, mm. she did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Right, and so, and if you want to believe that ridiculous I, nonsense, you feel free to. I, but if you want to keep fueling it, when I'm no not, one else has even asked me about well, it, nobody else anyone, keeps everyone like in the media knows that tabloids print trash, but every week that they pay people to come up with you. Okay, let's keep going. I don't know the woman, never met her, never used cocaine. Now, let's talk about fueling your stuff. Oh. You, on the other hand, have admitted to being addicted to cocaine. Absolutely. Secondly, you continue to show symptoms of your addiction. Okay. Oh. Lastly, what I are those symptoms coming? These nasal passages you keep uh, yes. coughing and up. And I did aphrin, and I did aphrin. Wow. eternal cold that you continue to have. Yes, oh, yes. you can't have to come to work. Because every other okay. week, now you're even stupid so low as to blame it on your baby, your <gasps> newborn. How oh, low can you get? Gosh. That's about as low as you can get to blame your child oh, for your cocaine gosh. addiction. And then, lastly, yes, lastly, judge. your bisexual activity. I'm sure your audience want to know about that. I've heard that rumor. I'm sure and my husband finally, would love yeah, that. Yeah, oh, he watches. Does he watch when you do it? Yes, don't wow. you know? No, I don't know. I didn't know you were that low now. Lastly, lastly, we can continue with what I heard about all those abortions. Like eight, you had eight wow. abortions. Wow. Oh, that's the rumor. How now you want to keep fueling that? Did you, did you write about that in your book? I wrote about abortion oh, in my okay. book. Yes. All eight of them? Yes, I, wrote, eight. Ooh, I have an abortion. Goodness. Unlike you, Judge, I'll be smarter about my book. I don't reveal everything for free. Wow. People must buy my book to get the information that they need to get. All your to finance this radio show knowing that you had eight abortions, a cocaine addict, and a bisexual. <laughs> Sponsors continue to put up money for this show. You know what, what? Judge? You, you are protesting. You better watch out for the anti-abortion crowd, I can tell you that. Let me just you say this. You better watch out for them. You better say something to them. Don't explain <laughs> to me. Let me say you something, me. Let let me say say something to you and yeah. to everybody listening. Go right ahead. What? You, so, you, you are the... You thought you were going to get me on here and hijack me. You are the Tyson Beckford. You got the wrong person, Donald. You are the Tyson Beckford of the protest. I'm not some of these soft guys you didn't have on here that you think you can talk anything to. I come from the hardest streets of... Of America, and if you think you're gonna send me back to the streets fueling mm. these nonsensical rumors mm. that come out of the tabloid, anything, I'm just about the other tabloid article where I'm supposed Everybody to beat up the Reverend, uh, me and Reverend Jackson jumped on a preacher in L.A. You didn't see that? No. You're just too fixated on drugs and sex to discuss that. Oh, yeah. Is that your problem? <laughs> I just have a real fixation with drugs and sex, and that's all you talk about, from what I understand tell on us, your show. And now we know that why you had all those eight abortions. <laughs> My God, do you have any spirituality in you at all? Tell, tell you need to about, go to church. What church do you go to? need God in your life. Tell Tell me to to me. Down, and I'm not mad. Anyone that knows my show knows how to take this? any disrespect or I don't let anybody <laughs> say anything they want to me without me checking. They're real strong and real tough. Come and down. that's what you get in the day, Wendy. You're getting a real good checking. 
all right, which is what you need. And quite frankly, it's overdue. You get folks on your show, and you just think you can talk and say anything you want to. Well, that's what I do on my show. And my show has higher ratings than yours. So I'm trumping you today. Very interesting part of trumping you today. You're not trumping me, Judge. You're actually not trumping anything. What me and my audience talk about, we talk about on a regular basis. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I think we heard enough. But wait, let me find out one picture. My, my favorite picture of her. Hold up. Where is that shirt? Yeah. She looks absolutely gorgeous here. She looks absolutely gorgeous here. And... If you were going to say, you know what, Sly, I think this version of Wendy got replaced. I would not say you were wrong. I would not say you were wrong. She looks flawless here. She looks absolutely stunning. Absolutely. Oh, Whew, yes, fine. Yes. Wendy here looks fine as fuck. Finding the mother dog. Yeah, you're gonna have a hard time convincing me this is the same over the years. I just I refuse. I just refuse, y'all. I'm talking old Wendy. Old Wendy was fine as finer than frog hair. Do you understand? Lord have mercy. It's not the same woman. This is clearly not the same woman. She looks stunning. Shit. Oh, oh, mm, 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 Doesn't look like it had a lot of makeup, lipstick, eyeliner. I mean, I've seen older, I've seen old pictures of her. She looked good when she, okay, let's, let's go, let's go look. Let's go look. Um, that's what I wanted. Wendy Williams Young. Mm. But this is her young. That's her young. She's not a bad looking woman. She wasn't a bad looking woman. Doesn't even look, we're looking at, it's like three different versions of, of, of Wendy Williams. Like it's crazy. She was never not ugly. She was not an ugly woman. Mm-mm-mm.
don't know, y'all. I think we're looking at different people. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're talking, we're looking at three different women, possibly at least two different women for sure. Definitely two different women. That's, that's my take on it. Even here, starting to change up a bit. Yeah, even even here is like, uh oh, what's going on here? Okay. All right, one more story and I'm out of here. Name, image, likeness. Name, image, likeness. Name, image, likeness. Oh, well, this one's gonna make me, Never mind. Name, image, likeness. And I'll explain in a minute why. Watch this ad. Celebrity tattoo artist Kat Von D has emerged victorious in a lawsuit over a Miles Davis tattoo that she created. The tattoo was based on photographer Jeffrey Sedlick's portrait of the jazz legend. Now, what did we learn yesterday? Whoever takes the photo owns the image. Doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or a regular smegular person. If somebody takes your picture, they own that image. They are the owner of that image. Okay, let's continue. Who sued Von D for alleged copyright infringement. A Los Angeles jury ruled that Von D's tattoo and related social media posts about it fell within the legal doctrine of fair use. Von D has said that she is happy to be over with the two-year legal battle. It's been two years of a nightmare worrying about this, not just for myself, but for my fellow tattoo artists. I think I don't want to ever tattoo again. My mm. heart has been crushed through this in different ways. Wow. We'll see with time, Von D said. Sedlick's attorney plans to appeal the decision, emphasizing the similarity between the images. Oh, I want to give a shout out to... Um... Amy Nicotero, um, she's a tattoo artist in the same vein as um, Kat Von D. Shout out to Amy Nicotero. Sh shout out to Amy Nicotero. <laughs> so basically, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, thanks, Ramesha. Coming up, a jury reaches a verdict in the trial of a famous tattoo artist accused of violating copyright law for a custom tattoo of jazz legend Miles Davis. Up next, how the jury's decision could change how people get tattoos. A really unique court case in California has ended without deciding an argument that could affect the country's tens of thousands of tattoo artists. Yeah, it's got everyone's attention mm -hmm. here today. Fox 26 business reporter Tom Ziska joining us now live in studio. And Tom, let me get this straight. The case was about the images that artists use to design their works of art. 
Anthony Caroline's celebrity tattoo artist Kat Von D was being sued by a photographer who claimed she copied his work on a tattoo. But when the jury decided there just weren't enough similarities between the picture and the ink, some experts say a much more important question went unanswered. As tattoo artist Matt Menchaca works to freshen up some ink, he knows clients have some very specific ideas about the work they want. His Instagram page is filled with his finished tattoos, sometimes for clients who bring pictures as inspiration. Most tattoo artists, he says, will want to make those pictures unique. If you follow my work, you see my progress. I want it to be where you can see any image that I do, any tattoo that I do, and you can say, I know that. We have a lot of clients that come here wanting a specific image. Artist Alexa Locke knows those images are important. But the artist in her prefers a challenge. Then we can talk about like what they want, what they want different from this image, how can we make this different, more original to you. What I find the more interesting question is, is the tattoo different? Is this free speech? Patent and copyright expert John Risby says the California case never got to the issue of whether images reproduced in tattoos are fair to use as art and expression. Fair use has been the subject of countless lawsuits. And this- If you remember, Mike Tyson sued somebody for copying his tattoo aim image likeness let's continue this one he says leaves artists in a legal gray area with no precedent and if you are substantially similar to a copyrighted work and you're a tattoo artist you still need to be worried so this didn't give them the all clear that a lot of people were hoping for back at the slanging ink tattoo studio that means being vigilant making every tattoo unique stressful can you imagine no i can't at all <laughs> So fair use is the doctrine that copyrighted works can be used without permission in certain limited circumstances. And while there is no widespread pack practice of tattoo artists getting permission to use copyrighted images for their work, John Rizvi, the copyright expert, says they should be careful about making their work unique enough to be different. In our megaphone tonight, would copyright infringement issues affect whether or not you get a tattoo? Uh, looking right now, you are just a little bit okay. to the yeah. All right, once again, name, image, likeness. If you are somebody or nobody, be mindful okay all right i think this is going to wrap this up for me tonight <clears throat> oh wait oh wait final last story last story girl dalton we're, we're celebrating the feds are coming to get tiffany hanyard the feds are coming indicating the fbi has launched an investigation into controversial dalton mayor tiffany hanyard dane Placco has been following allegations of her misspending and joins us now with an update. Dane. Yeah, we've been reporting for nearly two years on allegations of corruption surrounding Henyard in her capacity as Dalton mayor and Thornton Township uh, supervisor. And now we've learned from multiple sources that federal agents are in fact interviewing witnesses as part of a possible investigation that may or may not result in charges. Did the FBI agents you talked to seem serious about yes, serious, very serious. concerns? Very, very serious. Very. Lawrence Gardner owns a U-Haul rental and trucking business in South Suburban Dalton and says he went to the FBI several months ago. Wait, he's so grimy for this. If this is true, which I wouldn't put it past her, but this is grimy as hell what she was doing. Frustrated that the village of Dalton would not renew his business license. Gardner says he's been harassed and his business raided and shut down by Dalton police. He believes because he refused to make a donation to a civic event sponsored by Dalton Mayor Tiffany Henyard. And I talked to um, a couple of agents and I explained them what was going on. I gave them all my paperwork to show them what was happening in court and what was happening in Dalton. 
and they told me they was investigating and they would be in touch with me. Gardner is one of six people who confirmed to Fox 32 that they've been interviewed by the FBI, ranging from Dalton business owners to a former village employee and at least one public official. And we've learned the FBI has been using electronic surveillance as part of its investigation. Agents are asking questions about Henyard's alleged use of taxpayer dollars and resources, including massive spending on out-of-town trips, hundreds of thousands of dollars in police overtime for her personal security detail, using public employees and tax dollars for personal benefit, and holding up licenses business. to certain businesses like this Dalton restaurant. I've heard rumors that say, hey, I'm on the wrong team. Dwayne hmm. Wood has been trying to renew the business license for his restaurant for nearly a year. While he has not talked to the FBI, he believes he can't get approved because he's providing catering to several Dalton trustees who are engaged in a political fight with Henyard. I think I've been just targeted because of my association affiliation with a certain group of people. You know, I had the trustees. I've, I've cooked for the trustees. And in a lawsuit filed by a Dalton towing company, the owner alleges their business license has been held up because, quote, George's towing's refusal to support or contribute to Henyard's political campaign. Man, listen. <sighs> urban people do urban people extra wrong. I don't know. Something about urban folk, they just, they got to just twist the knife just a little bit more than usual, right? Cheesy Pete. And listen. I'm not even here for who who who's more corrupt, women in power or men in power. Ab power corrupts absolutely, you know. So I'm not gonna put this off on just saying women just do go extra beyond because men do the same thing. But it's just, you know, wow, this is crazy. In a statement, Dalton trustee Jason House reacted to the news of the FBI's involvement. We welcome any investigation that will bring transparency on how taxpayer dollars are being spent. Our residents deserve this level of financial transparency. We reached out to the FBI, which said it is policy for the agency not to comment on the nature, existence, or non-existence of any investigation that may be occurring. A public relations firm responded on behalf of the mayor, saying neither Henyard or the village of Dalton have received any subpoenas or been contacted by the FBI. Oh, it's coming. Well, more controversy is brewing in South Suburban Dalton. So last night, police shut down two popular bars. One trustee says the reason? Because they're not financially supporting Dalton's mayor, Tiffany Henyard. Our Dane Placco has more. Is it coincidence or retaliation? Both of the Dalton bars that were raided and shut down last night, we visited the day before as part of our ongoing investigation into allegations of political corruption in Dalton. They just rushed in here, put police at the front of the door like they was doing a raid on the drug house. Wow. A team of Dalton police officers raided and shut down Pablo's Bar and Cafe and Rinky's Bar and Cafe, both located on Sibley, about a block apart. Everything going wow. peacefully. Nothing going on. This is like 10 police cars came in and they start pushing customers from here. And he said, if you don't leave, we're going to lock you up. Employees and owners say it's part of an ongoing campaign of harassment by Dalton Mayor Tiffany Henyard that is costing jobs and money. Their business licenses have been stripped by Dalton, but they've continued to operate with a state license. I have like over 23 employees. They work from the local township. Now, end of the day, all the employees, they're going to lose their job. It's ridiculous. We all have mouths to feed. We all have kids. Uh, they're not giving us no explanation. On Monday, we visited both Rinkies and Pablos to ask about allegations their licenses were being held up for political reasons. Wow. Then last evening, we broke the story that 
FBI agents have questioned at least a half dozen people, including business owners, a former Dalton employee, and an elected official as part of an investigation into Mayor Henyard. Less than two hours after our story aired, police raided the two bars. Someone seen you go in there, and then two hours after your story airs, that police mm. are at both of these establishments. Mm. Dalton trustee Tammy Brown says she believes the raids are meant to send a warning to others not to talk. And she believes there's a reason so many Dalton businesses are having trouble getting their licenses renewed. I'm sure that they were asked to donate, make a donation, and most likely they didn't make a donation. Right. So you don't get a chance to stay open if you don't pay, pay the Queen's ransom. Now, tomorrow evening, there will be a special public meeting of the trustees who are opposed to the mayor, in which they plan to take action on the village's finances, getting access to Village Hall. They've been locked out and wow. welcoming that investigation by federal agencies. Wow. Dane Placo, Fox. This woman is waging a one Wonder Woman campaign. Oh, she's, she, yeah. Feds, bring in the feds. Feds going to get us, the feds going to get us a Mac right, y'all. Don't you worry. Feds going to get us a Mac right, y'all. She going to get some Mac right. The feds are coming. Hey, real quick, update. Bob Marley One Love is officially at $85 million worldwide. The other day it was at $83 million worldwide. This movie is a flop. It's a flop. Okay. I'm going to close these windows out. And I was going to get my ass up out of here because I got to get up early to go train on election stuff. I decided to get myself active in my local community and partake and see how the voting process actually works from behind the scenes. So I'm super excited to see how this process will go. Okay. Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Okay, let me check the super chats one time, see if I didn't forget anything. Let's see. Renzo. Oh, yes. Two, thank you for the two in the super chat. Yes. Rest in peace to Hadia. Bro, I've been. Okay, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go check her out. Yeah, going back to Donahue, y'all. She was the cutest little thing. She had a little white boyfriend and everything, right? Hadia. Yeah, she was on. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue. Yeah, that shit was so sad. Oh, can we find it? Mm, we can't find it. Mm. I'm looking for that old interview she did on, on Donna. Donahue when she was a little kid. She was just too cute. I mean, she was everywhere though. Like she was everywhere. Is it?
I turned five, I had had symptoms of AIDS. Mm -hmm. I had had fungus in my brain, um, blood infections, mm -hmm. pneumonia. I went cold blue a couple of times. And I, that's when I was about five, they said I was full-blown AIDS. And right now I'm doing really good. What's the hardest part for you, Hadia? Mm. Living with this disease? Basically, that's like when your friends die. Mm -hmm. Like. Like. <laughs> the hardest part is you love You always lose a friend to AIDS. Mm. Um, hard, but. Um, especially, I don't think it's real hard. Harder on the parents than on me. And they're friends and stuff, and you love them a lot, and mm -hmm. you get real <laughs> close. Mm -hmm. And I, like, a lot of my friends that have died of AIDS. Now, of repeating the same things to people about HIV and AIDS, because I didn't have a choice. And I see so many people just living recklessly, just putting their lives on the line. At what point? Hey, if I remember correctly, she got it from a blood transfusion, right? That's how she contracted hers from a blood transfusion. Just because there's a pill, you don't have to be wise and make better decisions. We literally have the tools to have no more HIV infections. But yet here in the U.S., we have new HIV infections every day. So that's draining and it's disappointing. I went through a period of, I stopped taking my medicine, I didn't want to take the meds, but I was also going through life issues. You're not just dealing with HIV AIDS, we have to address a person's mental state. Because if I don't feel good and I'm not happy and I don't want to get out the bed, I'm not going to take these pills to save my life. And I see, especially in the African-American community, uh -oh. we don't like to talk about mental health. We don't want to be labeled as crazy. And, I, and I'm very open and honest now that, yes, I go to therapy. Yes, I take medicine. Yes, I'm dealing with these issues because I don't want to be hindered and stuck in one place. And I want to do better. Okay, I can't. This is too sad. Cheesy peach. Man, this is a sad night. But um, she passed away a couple of days ago, right? Mm. Did they confirm what took her out? She's only 39, wow. Okay. No confirmation of what she, I mean, we're going to assume it was complications from HIV, right? Okay. So, okay. They're not, they're not saying, I mean, we can assume it was complications from, from HIV, right? I mean, it's okay. So by the time she was five, she had, she developed full blown AIDS. Wow. 
Okay. Okay, yeah, rest rest easy. Rest easy. She, she came to do her work and um work is completed. So yeah. That's terrible. Uh, so many people from our childhood, you know. All right, let me get to these super chats. Let me get y'all up out of here because I got to catch the rest of Ty City's uh, live stream. <laughs> hey, wait, hey, <laughs> wait, wait, we get the rest of these, these super chats. I can catch the Ty City live stream. Um, Tasha, thank you for the five on the uh, <laughs> on the super chat. <laughs> hey, Tony Snow, thank you for the two on the cash. Hey, we're going over your lady boy clip on Ty City page. <laughs> <laughs> y'all a mess thank y'all for coming through uh love and like to everybody y'all get out of here enjoy the rest of y'all night i will do this again tomorrow peace <laughs>